Welcome back to the Active Table Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie-Anne Lightning. I'm head of marketing at Active Table. And today, I'm joined by one of our Active Table ambassadors, Anna Ruth Cockerin. As many people are looking to the new academic term, in this episode, Anna and I will discuss navigating university life with confidence, giving disabled students tips for accessing university for the first time. We'll also be chatting about Anna Ruth and her own experiences as a disabled person at university and beyond. Welcome, Anna Ruth. It's lovely to have you with us today. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm Anna Ruth. I just graduated from the University of St Andrews with a degree in maths and statistics. Um, And when I was at the University of St Andrews, I... I'm a disabled student myself and I was really interested in everything that we could do to help other disabled students, uh, whether that's to avoid having some of the more difficult experiences I had. um, But also, I think I had some really positive experiences that I knew other students didn't have and I wanted them to have those, too. So um, I'd founded the University of St Andrews Disabled Students Network um, and I also worked for the Students Union for uh, a period of time. So really excited about making the experiences of disabled students better. Excellent and lots of rich experience that you can bring to this to this conversation as well. That's great. So um jumping straight in, in in your experience, what are some of the most common challenges that disabled people face when they initially start at university? Yeah, I think there's the kind of obvious one that everyone has, which is getting all of your kind of academic adjustments in place and I think sometimes that's challenging because university is a very different academic environment to school you have your deadlines in a very different way maybe you do more lab work than you did in in high school um you know your classes you don't necessarily have class from nine to five every single day depending on what degree you study I think those things affect the adjustments that people need and, and make them different from the adjustments that they might have had in school previously. But I also know so many students who were never involved in their academic adjustments before they started university. There, you know, it always been the school had discussed it with their parents or something like that. And I think that leaves people not feeling very equipped or knowing what it is that they need or, or how that conversation will go. And I think that's something that can be really challenging. But I think that combines with the fact that for many people going to university is an entirely new environment and lifestyle overall. Maybe you're moving out and living on your own. Um, It's new friendship groups and new social activities and all of those things can just bring anxiety with them. It's, it's, It's a new way of living but I think they also can impact the you know the the adjustments and the support that you need in the rest of your life you know if you're used to living at home with your parents we probably don't consider you know your mum helping with your laundry or cooking your dinner like I did to be care per se but actually when I went to university and I had to do those things on my own that was something that was really challenging it meant I needed so much more adjustments in my studies and in the rest of my life than I'd ever really expected because it just seemed normal to me when I lived at home that that's how those things work and I think so many students uh, you know find it such a challenge um, having to adjust to doing all those things on your own and, and living potentially an entirely different lifestyle. 
absolutely yeah there's there's lots to consider isn't there and I think it can be possibly quite overwhelming and quite daunting for somebody looking at these things for the first time just a couple of things I want to sort of bring out there I think it might be useful if we could just share some examples of what um, academic adjustments are um so maybe some examples of adjustments that you had or that you've had experiences of supporting other people with yeah I think you know your adjustments are very specific to to you as a person and I think um there's lots of standard ones that you know most people who have any adjustments kind of get um or or that are very frequently offered I think that's things like you know assistive software so screen readers um things that you might have on your laptop printed documents if those are easier to read and work from um I tested some of those technologies it, it didn't work for me so much because of the degree I studied because I studied maths um it just added an extra level of complication using assistive technology on top of the technology I needed for my degree but lots of people I knew that studied um more kind of written based degrees really really benefited from that kind of technology and then you know you can have things like flexible deadlines those can be quite complex adjustments and they don't work the same in every degree or, or course that you do. Um, you know, I found when I studied modules that had two deadlines in the semester um, that my flexible deadlines adjustment worked really well. Um, you know, if I had a seizure and then I had to hand something in two days later, three days later, that was perfectly fine. But when I studied a, a course that had a deadline every week, that didn't work because then I didn't have the ability to do the next part of the course without having done that. So I think some of those adjustments are about a discussion about not just how you can benefit from the adjustment, but actually how does that adjustment then impact maybe the rest of your course? So you might benefit in the moment from the deadline being suspended, but does that mean that you can still do the work easily later on? And then if that's not the case, what other adjustments might you need on top of that, whether that's further flexible deadlines or maybe some assistance from something like a study mentor or something like that to, to help you, um, you know, help you move on with your work when you maybe have, say, a difficult medical event or something. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of the things that people will have had in school. So I did my exams in a separate room. That was because the risk that I could have a seizure. So it's easier um, to do it in a facility where there was less students taking the exam at once. Um, and and just, you know, various things like that around adjusting your academic work specifically is is what your your academic adjustments are all about. And those are things that you would discuss with the disability team in your university um, and potentially, you know, the assessors for disabled students allowance and things like that. And I think one thing I would say is that I found my disabled students allowance assessment which I did in my second year of university because I didn't think I would be eligible in my first year incorrectly to be the make or break moment in actually understanding all of the adjustments I need because it is such an in-depth assessment um, you know it, it was really beneficial so I would encourage people to not be scared um, to maybe do an assessment like that um, they you know for disabled students allowance specifically, I actually found it really beneficial in in going through in specific what challenged me in my degree related to my disability and what, you know, the wide range of technology and different adjustments that could be recommended that would help. I think that's a really important point to bring out because I think um, we think about sort of reasonable adjustments generally, both in and outside of academia. 
um, I think often it can be quite challenging as a disabled person for you to understand what you actually need and what might help you because it's almost as if you don't really know until you try and mm -hmm. and so I think it's very helpful and useful that you know if your student had your student's disability team is is there to be able to to support at your university mm -hmm. and to be able to help you um mm -hmm. talk about some of the things that you could access etc and I was just going to ask as a follow-up question you know if somebody newly starting university is just feeling really overwhelmed by all of this stuff and doesn't really know where to start where is the best place for them to get support so I think always start with um, your university's disability team and, and, and they'll be able to explain to you, you know, at the least how the process of getting adjustments works in your university. But I think there is, yeah, as you say, there's always that challenge of um, knowing what could be available, what to ask for. And I think that that kind of hill that people struggle to get over when when they start university and they have these conversations with the disability team is the answer to the question well what would you like us to do um and, and the answer is i don't know <laughs> um and so i think you know lots of universities have disabled students groups where you can potentially speak to other students who may have been on your course um and they may have some idea of some of the adjustments they have and some of the things that they struggled with um and and you know there's groups online for for disabled students nationally as well that that you can look at as well and yeah i, I would encourage people to look for for those peer groups because I think it is really beneficial to to talk to someone else who has done the same course as you or in the same university as you about what kind of things helped them um, to help you at the very least get the first set of ideas of things you could try to 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 for yourself. Absolutely, I think that's a great tip. And um, what also resonated with me from kind of what you said earlier was around, you know, you didn't really know until you moved out of home. You didn't really sort of understand or resonate with actually how much that informal support that you got at home was really important for you. And um, that just really resonated with me because um, I'm in a I'm in a similar situation. I don't have any formal um, care support etc I have friends and family around me that all pitch in and help as much as they can when I need them to um, but it has raised a question for me you know if I ever chose to move out of the area that I'm in what what would that mean for those support needs um, so I think again that's just a really important thing for um, people to consider not only in your academic and your university life but in your in your kind of living space um, in your social life are there parts or pieces of informal support that you get at home that you might need to think about for when you're when you're transitioning to uh, to move and live independently if that's part of your university experience yeah and I, I think that is where where something like say um access ables access guides helped me as as I moved through my as I worked out this was an issue and kind of moved through my degree things like um I never accounted for the fact that the laundry room in halls in the halls I lived in in first year was in a different building and I really struggled to get my laundry there um, when, when I was unwell. And that meant that I, you know, really struggled to to have like clean clothes available and things like that. Um, or I was in pain from doing heavy lifting that I couldn't necessarily do. And 
So simple things like when I applied for halls in future years, looking at where the laundry room is in the hall and its distance from other things and are the washing machines raised up a level or are they on the ground level and that sort of thing were really helpful for me in certain tasks I'd identified like laundry and cooking that were making it very difficult to manage my fatigue and pain um that just simply looking for a hall that was set up in a certain way really changed how easy that was to manage Excellent. Do you think it's fair to say, at least for you personally, that university wasn't just about academic learning? It was also about <laughs> learning, sort of independent living, living more independently and the things and adjustments you needed to put in place or the things that you needed to consider to be mm -hmm. able to do that? Yeah, I, I think definitely. I think that was a big thing of what I learned at university was actually just yeah how to live on my own how to look after myself thinking about in terms of like preparing for the workplace as well taking control of my own academic adjustments so that I can take control of my workplace adjustments when I start work you know that there are still different things but that was very beneficial having all that experience in in organizing what adjustments I needed in my studies to think about what I might need in a workplace that I went into when I was asked that question and yeah so I think that kind of independent living element of university is is a really big learning curve but it's a really beneficial learning curve um for for a lot of people in terms of what you can do in the future and I think I guess one of the useful things about about university to, to make it sound less scary I guess the learning curve is that um, it's a very supported learning curve so um, you know I, I could move out on my own completely <clears throat> if I wanted you know if I'd wanted to at the time and not gone to university but by going to university I had the opportunity to discuss with the university's disability team like the layout of my halls of residence and um, adjustments that I needed in um, my studies uh, in more detail and then adjustments that I needed in my daily life or for social activities and various things like that and a very much more supported environment I guess than um, you know if I'd done it another way and I think that that is really something that is really yeah really beneficial about university is is that ability to learn that um, but without just being kind of dropped off <laughs> a bit of a cliff. Maybe in a, in a kind of safer kind of environment. And mm. I suppose the, the other element of, of support around you there is, of course, that you're surrounded by your peers. And, mm. you know, they may not all be disabled peers. They'll be mm. disabled people and they'll be non-disabled people. But there is an element of, I suppose, all being in it together and all yeah. being on this journey together. And um, I suppose in that way, it's it's less isolating than than mm -hmm. you know if you didn't go to university and just cho chose to move somewhere else instantly. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And you mentioned the detailed access guides from Accessable. Mm -hmm. So um, we we work in partnership with the University of St Andrews and mm -hmm. with lots of other um, universities across the UK. Um, so useful, I think you mentioned previously, you know, how you benefited from, from those guides and that information. Mm -hmm. Did you find that you felt a particular level of confidence because the information is checked in person, because we send trained surveyors to collect the information? Yeah, I, I think definitely. I think, um, 
you know, you kind of have this struggle, and I'm sure everyone's in it, like, if, if they've been out for... I don't know, drinks with their friends or that sort of thing, where someone will say, oh, no, no, there's, you know, there's no steps there. Um, or, or yeah, that, you know, this place is really accessible or something like that. And and you'll realise that there's, you know, it, it'll be something silly, like a, a single step at the front door or um, something like that that can make it much more challenging to 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 get in and, and to be there. And so you do have that kind of fear, I guess, what you know whether it's warranted or not when you speak to you know maybe staff in the university and they say yes this room that your class is scheduled in is is accessible well you kind of think well accessible in what way firstly like um that you know could be accessible for a mobility disability or it could be for for hearing and visual disabilities or it could be for all of the above right um but but similarly um trusting that that's actually true um and and i think true in a more detailed way so for me most of the time I can do that single step at the front door or something like that but I know lots of other disabled students who couldn't um, and they struggle with the fact that sometimes those rooms would be marked as step free because there's supposed to be a temporary ramp there or something and, and it's you know it's disappeared um, and so I think it's that confidence that actually when you have an accessible detailed access guide that it's very specific around this is what the entrance route is, this is what it looks like, um, this is what the layout of the room is, this is the technology that's available in there, and, and it has been checked and it has been verified. And yeah, I think that gives a lot more confidence in, in the accuracy where I think a lot of us have had those kind of difficult experiences of, of I guess, you know, people people who haven't experienced our disability not not quite recognising that certain small things might be a challenge. Yeah, I think that's a big part of, of disabled life in general. I, I term it arrival anxiety, that kind of fear of just not knowing what you're going to get when you arrive or whether the information that you've been told by somebody else is or isn't correct. And I think, you know, that that can really sort of build and um, can be something that really kind of overwhelms or takes away from your experience because your focus isn't just on meeting your friends for a drink your focus is on can I get through the door can I use the toilet are the lighting levels mm. going to be too light is it is it going to be too noisy with background noise mm. and obviously all of these pieces of information are, are things that we check as you say in person and, and that are included in the guide and I think the other thing I wanted to bring out there is you said you know accessible accessible for who what does that mean and this mm -hmm. is something that we talk about a lot so so one of my pet hates is the term fully accessible mm. um because what <coughs> does that mean what does it mean to you what does it mean to me doesn't really mean anything can't doesn't tell me if I can park if I can get through mm -hmm. the door if there's an accessible toilet and I almost think that it's 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 actually an impossibility because mm -hmm. disability is such a unique and multifaceted experience for every individual mm -hmm. um it would be wonderful to think that there is this fully accessible utopia out there mm -hmm. somewhere that has taken every single want or need into account where it comes to disability mm -hmm. um, but because it's such a broad spectrum that feels quite impossible really and i think i just wanted to bring that out and say you know the reason that that we exist the reason that we're here to do what mm -hmm. we do is to give disabled people enough detailed information about accessibility of places mm -hmm. so that they can have autonomy so that we can make mm -hmm. our own conscious decisions about um whether or not a venue is 
suitable for us and it's not then about somebody else saying oh yes this venue is suitable for you or no it isn't because actually the only person who should be making that choice is the disabled individual yeah yeah definitely and I think um you know that that thing about accessible for who um is something that is is such a challenge and I think you know one of the other things that disabled students maybe struggle with and that, that I struggled with for a little bit is social isolation that maybe comes from events being in a room that's inaccessible or um, just people not you know knowing how to include disabled people in a certain activity maybe you know the sports club is like I don't know what the rules are for for this kind of um, disability in, in, in this kind of adjustment in the sport and that sort of thing and I think those kinds of things can be really challenging and I remember one of the things I worked on when I was in university and when I worked in the students union was around how do we help student groups who are volunteers and and, and they're all quite young and so on um, make their activities more accessible so that you know you can go to that kind of club in the evening and then the sports event and all that sort of thing and I think that was where the answer to the question accessible for who um, became such a big thing you know trying to say to people that you know there are some things that inherently the activity is not appealing to certain people with certain types of disabilities because um you know I'm never going to go for a run right like <laughs> um for instance or um you know some people are, are never going to be able to be in a, a, a loud club environment, you know, for instance, when to like what the entertainments committee did and that sort of thing. But those environments can still be accessible to lots of other people with lots of other types of disabilities. And that's where that more detailed information that, you know, yes, this is a club environment. We're going to kind of maybe admit that if if that's not the environment for you, that this activity isn't for you. But actually, you know, we can provide step-free access, um, you know, we, we can provide tactile equipment or all these different sorts of things and and we can still make the activity accessible to as many people as possible, um, even if, you know, it's not for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, this is something I say quite a lot is, um, you know, disability in and of itself is not a special interest group. We all we all have our own wants and needs and wishes. And, and some of that will be personal preference, just what we prefer to do and prefer not to do. And, and, and some of it will be um, around, you know, our, our impairments or disabilities and the, the kind of restrictions or not that we have because of those. So I think I'd like to ask you if you have sort of one tip for a new disabled student starting mm -hmm. university um what would that be yeah I think it would be to really look at what you want to do while you're at university and that that's your courses that you know um wh what do they compose of are they you know do they have lab work do they have field work these other kinds of things that you might have to consider very different types of adjustments to say a classroom adjustment for but similarly like what social activities do you want to get involved in? Do you want to be involved in a, a sports club? Do you want to um, be involved in, um, you know, drama or theatre or music or any of these other things that you know, most universities offer and lots of students get involved in? And I think having a bit of a think about those different things that you want to be involved in and thinking about, 
you know, what do you need to be involved in them um, before you before you start university, I think will give you a very good first step in, in being able to have those conversations, whether it's with um, your university disability team about what adjustments you might need and, and where you're unsure about that, or whether it's with other students, you know, I want to get involved in this play you're hosting and, and this is what I think I might need to do that. Um, and I think, you know, it's very easy to think about, you know, I want to study this course. But, but think about everything that you maybe want to do while you're there. Um, you know, you don't need to think about everything straight away, but as, as much as possible. And, and I think you'll get a lot more out of it, you know, from week one than than maybe a lot of people do. I think that's an excellent tip. Thank you. So after graduating from uh, the University of St Andrews, how, how has your life changed since then? Yeah, um, so I, since graduating, I had spent some more time um, volunteering with the Students' Union on their, their board of trustees. Um, so my term has just finished, but I'm still, uh, you know, doing a little bit of work with student organisations and things about, about making the student experience, and I think in particular the disabled student experience better. Um, but I also work full time now in in accessibility, um, in you know, in, in designing the built environment and services for disabled people, and find that really exciting. And I think so much of that came from my experience at university, from working with the disabled students network, from being a disabled student myself, um, and and just from all the other activities I did and, and the work I did in the students' union. And I think that really shows how much being involved in other things outside of your course of studies can really change yeah what you do in the future change your trajectory and, and give you some more transferable skills and experience mm -hmm. very exciting so what's next for you Annarie? Cool. um yeah it's, it's maybe a difficult question I think uh, I'm very much enjoying uh, my job at the moment and, and the work I'm doing so uh, I've got a lot of um exciting work that I'm doing with with accessibility um, and, and I'm really enjoying that and, and looking at other projects and things I can take on there as well. Um, and yeah, I think one thing I maybe missed from university is some of the volunteering I did and things. So um, hopefully looking for for something new to do there. Now I've I've moved um, down south out of Scotland. So um, yeah, I think that that's all very exciting but but it's very new um I think not being in university for me I was there for um over five years so <laughs> uh yeah so it's, it's quite it's an adjustment <clears throat> of itself both starting university and leaving university they're all they're all transitions aren't they yeah I think that's very exciting and I think um yeah it's great that you're in a place where you're able to be open to opportunities mm -hmm. and use all those valuable experiences and skills to mm -hmm. sort of play your part in making the world a better place for disabled mm -hmm. people so um so well done thank you Annalise so I think in summary what I'd like to say is that university should be considered as an all-round experience for disabled mm. students that we shouldn't zero in on just thinking about the course or just thinking about the social life or just thinking about living independently etc that all of these things need to be considered and that um in considering them it shouldn't just be about considering what you need but it should also be about considering what you want what you'd like to have out of your mm. university experience 
So thank you so much for um, joining us today, Anna Ruth. Um, where can um, where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Yeah, um, they can find out more about me on uh, my Twitter, which I update semi regularly, um, which is uh, Anna R Cockerham is my username. But but also on uh, LinkedIn, uh, I use quite a lot at the moment. So um, that's uh, for a lot of my work in accessibility. If that's what people are interested in. Excellent. Thank you. Um, and of course, the Accessible website and app is full of detailed access guides for universities across the UK. And mm -hmm. we'd encourage everybody to have a look at those, dig into them and find the detailed information that you need to enable you to start your university journey with confidence. Thank you so much for joining us again, Anna Ruth, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll be back again soon with another episode of the Access Able podcast. Thanks for listening to the Access Able podcast. If you want to find out more about our work and mission, you can visit www.accessable.co.uk, visit our social media pages at Access Able UK on most channels, or email marketing at accessable.co.uk.